Hello, and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today, we begin the letters that the Silver King wrote from gunnery school near Las Vegas, Nevada. He's very happy to have left the Santa Ana Army Air Base and move on to advanced training en route to his commission. Stanley writes his first letter from a gunnery school on Friday, July 16, 1943. Dearest ones, you can add one more state to my list. Right now, I'm in the middle of nothing but desert. This is the aerial gunnery school of which I told you. Just recently, it was added as part of the bombardier training. It's a six-week course, four weeks of ground school consisting mostly of firing the guns, and the last two weeks are taken up through aerial firing from airplanes. It should be very interesting training, although it delays getting my commission somewhat. Classes will officially begin Monday. We're still getting settled. This place is such an improvement over Santa Ana. Well, just like money from home. This is the real G.I. Army. Not many cadets, so we're treated like men instead of Boy Scouts. The barracks and food are the same as that of Santa Ana. But the weather, wow, it was only 120 today, and I'm not kidding. It really is the desert. I won't complain, though, as I'm so happy to be away from Santa Ana. Reveille is at 4.50 here, and calisthenics have us at 5 a.m., as that's the coolest part of the day. Can you imagine taking exercises at that time of the morning? Before breakfast, too, we wear coveralls during the day, but if we want, we can wear khakis without a tie. See what I mean? This is more like the real army. This afternoon, I was in swimming. There is a pool right across from the barracks, and any time I have time off, I can go in. Not bad. Twenty-five of us had quite an experience on the way here. We left Santa Ana Wednesday afternoon on a troop train. The train stopped in L.A. for us to have dinner. They gave us an hour and a half to eat anywhere we wanted. Well, five of us made our first stop, the Biltmore, to eat. We had dinner all right. We also stopped to have a few drinks at the bar. It turned out that we shouldn't have waited to have that drink when we got back to the station, our train was gone, the first train I ever missed. Also at the station was 20 other fellows who missed it. We didn't know what to do first. At last, we decided to call here and were told to come on the next train. And the next train was at 7.30 on Thursday morning. We stayed in L.A. all night, taking an unauthorized open post and being A.W.O.L. Anyhow, we caught the train and arrived here last night, none the worse. So far, nothing has come of it, and I doubt if there will. 
I'll write again tomorrow. I'm just wondering where you are. Keep well and love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is making his peace with the desert heat as he writes to his mother on Sunday, July 18, 1943. Mother dearest, it was swell talking to you this morning. I'm sorry I got you out of bed, but I had figured it was the best time to call. It only took about 10 minutes to get through. I'm sorry I didn't get to talk to Lee and Leona. I suppose you were out pretty late last night with all the Baileys. I'm also sorry I had to call Collect, but I wasn't able to get any change. The PX nor anything else is open that time of the morning. Not knowing you were in Chicago until I received your letter last night, I wrote you at home. Ida will probably forward it to you, and since it had all the details, I won't repeat them again. I'm not in quarantine, and that is I can walk about the post, but I won't be eligible for open post for three weeks. I am anxious to see Las Vegas, as from what I've heard, it's a wild place, and it's only about seven miles from here. We who were late getting here received our punishment yesterday. Each one of us was awarded five tours, and that's rough in all this heat. I walked three off last night when it was a little cooler, but the two I must walk this afternoon will be murder. Yesterday, I had to go into the damn pressure chamber again. To date, I have been in it three times, and each one is just a repetition of the one before. Yesterday, however, I almost passed out while we were at about 18,000 feet before we used oxygen. Everything began to get dark, and my head started swimming, and I began to sweat like a waterfall. And this lasted about a minute until I relaxed. I knew by relaxing I could conserve my energy, and sure enough, it did. My head cleared, and I was able to hold out until I put the oxygen mask on. I'm pretty sure all this happened because on the way up, I laughed and talked too much. Next time, I'll know better. Anyhow, I made the remainder of the trip to 38,000 feet okay. Some of the fellows got the bends again, but I was lucky to escape them. They say it's painful as hell. Also yesterday, I had a night blindness test. Out of a possible 40, I scored only 27, which is average, but not good. It doesn't mean much, though, I hope. Tomorrow, school starts. It should be a rough grind, so if I don't write you, you'll know I was too tired. If you would do me a favor, I would appreciate it. I need a pair of moccasins badly. The PX doesn't have them, and it will be a long time before I get to town if I ever get there at all. Mail them to me if you get a chance to do any shopping. That's all for now. It's a little cooler today, only 92 in the barracks so I'm going to try to sleep. Give Richie a big hug and kiss and my regards to everyone. 
I'm glad Mr. B is doing better. Here's hoping he continues to do so. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley continues his Chicago writing as he acclimates to the work week, and it's Wednesday, July 21st, 1943. Mother dearest, I'm sorry I haven't written sooner, but I just haven't had the time nor the energy. Please don't expect to hear from me very often during these next weeks. My days and nights are just one continuous grind with hardly a minute to spare. It happens that this is my only free night during the week. To put it briefly, I have nine hours of school each day except Wednesday and Saturday, only eight on those two days. Believe me, it's murder too. My day begins with calisthenics at five in the morning. That in itself is enough to kill a man. Classes begin at 7.30 and continue until 11.30. Noon chow is the only break during the entire day. That is, I'm free until 2 o'clock when classes begin again. I try to make use of this time by showering and sleeping for an hour. It's so damn hot that taking a shower offers the only means of cooling off a little. Well, at two, it's back to classes until six. Dinner is 6.30 and then to a night class. So you see my day is fairly well crowded. I feel that this will be the hardest school to take during the entire training. Not that the studies are hard or I don't like the place, but the heat is what will get me down. Every day it gets up to about 120, and the classrooms aren't air-conditioned. The sweat rolls off me like water, and nine hours is such a very long time to sit in a hot box. I'm learning to take apart and put together a 50 caliber machine gun, which has only about 70 parts, each having a specific name and function. Then I'm learning how to operate a gun turret. It's very interesting, and I do feel I'm at last in something that will benefit me. After all, maybe someday it will save my life. The other courses are aircraft recognition and code again. The same crap I've had in every school. There is another good part about this course, and that is if I should happen to wash out of bombardier school, I can always be a gunner. It won't give me a commission, but at least I'll be able to do something. Four nights a week, I go to code class. This is really a ridiculous course, as I can take 10 words a minute of it, and they send it to us at five words a minute. That's just another example of how the Army wastes time. If they would cut out all the unnecessary courses, I'm sure we could get through here in three weeks. Yes, when I become general of this man's army, there are going to be a lot of changes made. Last night after class, I had to go for dental inspection. It seems I need a couple of fillings. That is really something to look forward to. 
Boy, how I hate it. Here's hoping the doctor is a nice guy. I can't think of anything more. Just don't write complaining about the heat. When it gets down to 95, it's cool here. I hope Mr. B is doing well. And give him and everyone my regards. I love you and miss you, Stan. This is the end of the Silver King's Letters from Las Vegas, Part 1. And you are listening to the Silver King's War.